Good morning and Happy New Year. Wanted to get a podcast to start out the year uh, out to you and get through some of the variables that we're looking at that are driving our markets. We'll start at the very top where the Federal Reserve uh, continues to have a stimulus in place and will through the end of March. That will keep the inflation uh, story uh, running strong. Even though they're winding it down, there still is money pumping into the system that will end at the end of March. And then the question is, when will the Fed start to raise interest rates? Um, the consensus is they won't start right away. They'll wait a few months, see how the market responds to the uh, stimulus going away. And then sometime this summer, they'll start and uh, with three to four rate hikes seems to be the consensus by the market. Uh, the Omicron headline and the hysteria around it continues to run hot in the media and with government uh, responses. And that is also adding to the inflation narrative as supply chains continue to be on the defensive and breaking down. Uh, and, and that chaos around the Omicron and, and really the federal and, and state government responses to it are keeping supply chains in chaos. You need to look no further than the cotton market where you know, the mills who are sitting on a large short position on the board are in big trouble uh, as the supply chains for cotton remain very, very tight and demand remains very, very strong. Uh, the crude oil market continues down its path of lack of adding to inventory. And then as these, uh, uh, the global economy continues to recover, the balance sheet uh, for crude oil will tighten to the point where we will end up with $100 crude oil sometime this spring or early summer. That's the consensus by the market. Some believe even higher, as high as $125 a barrel by this summer when the driving season kicks in and the Omicron variant is gone. So we shall see, but that will be also a highly inflationary pressure on the global market. What is shocking to me is that the majority of hedge fund managers people who manage money still believe that inflation is transitory. And the only reason that's of interest, of course, is the fact that that's where they're putting their bets on the market. So it, it tells me that the vast majority of, of hedge fund managers are under invested in the inflation narrative and don't have, I don't think, very big commodity positions. What's happening in ag, in our business? Well, of course, we don't need to look much further than our inputs, right? And so what we're dealing with, unfortunately, are record high input prices, uh, chemicals, fertilizers, equipment, parts, land rents, crop insurance is sure to be very high this year, and then, of course, fuel prices. And so we're going to be planting, no doubt, the most expensive crop ever, in the, you know, ever, uh, that any of us have ever seen. And this is not hyperbole. This is These are just facts, right? And so while the market is maybe not focused on that right now, we know it's coming. What the market is focusing on right now are old crop prices, old crop balance sheets. But sometime starting in February, I believe, the market's going to have to deal with these input prices and their net effect on acres and their net effect on production. This is uh, something we will be dealing with all the way through the summer as supply chains get tested. And so we'll have to see 
you know, how the market responds not only to record high prices, but the possibility of a, of a legitimate supply chain breakdown, not getting fertilizer in a timely manner, not getting chemicals in a timely manner, not getting parts in a timely manner, and, and what that impact will be on, on, like I say, acres and mostly yield. There's absolutely no way to know that now, um, but we'll have to start digesting that sometime in February, and that will be something we will be grappling with all spring and all summer long. That will be another layer of volatility on the production side uh, with balance sheets already so very, very tight. Um, For now, uh, we're going to be focused here next week on the USDA's view of the world. We get an update from them, probably the biggest of the year, on Wednesday, January 12th at 11 o'clock Central. They will revise uh, all their balance sheets, all their yields, and we will focus then on, you know, the net impact on that. And, you know, based on the, the way the cash market's trading, you know my view on this. I think with spreads on the board so narrow and with basis levels so high, I think the cash market's telling us that the USDA balance sheets are wrong and that we could expect some adjustments and some tightening of those balance sheets that will make this input story and the acre story that much more important going forward. What has jumped to the forefront of the news flow here recently have been South American weather, where we are dealing with record heat, record dryness now, and massive crop losses starting to build. Uh, Stonex, uh, a leading uh, analyst, uh, lowered their soybean crop by 11 million metric tons this morning. And so we've gone from a 144, 145, 145 million metric ton Brazilian bean crop down to 134. That is the same size as we had last year. So we have now taken off the record production idea, and it's still early. We still have all of January to deal with. Uh, in Brazil. Uh, There are losses in Argentina, there are losses in Paraguay and Uruguay. And so, you know, this this volatility, I think, in the soybean market is just getting started. So we will uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, U.S. drought continues to expand. And so we have to keep an eye on that. That's a variable that we won't really trade. For another five or six months, but that's something to keep in the back of your mind. And so it all adds up to, you know, severe volatility on the production side in South America and coming volatility in U.S. production. How is demand doing? It's holding in there very well. We have very high ethanol margins, very high soybean crush margins. So the demand for the most part is very, very strong on the industrial use for these grains. Feed levels now with soybean meal prices skyrocketing with the lysine shortage. Uh, Feed demand for meal is now starting to reassert itself. And so, you know, the feed side of the animal numbers, uh, while were very, very good several months ago, are starting to get squeezed a little bit, but they still remain profitable. So what is our view right now? Well, we're being told by a number of marketing analysts and people in the market. I've listened to a lot of year-end review podcasts and marketing newsletters where a number of analysts have thrown in the towel saying you ought to be done with this year's marketing. You had low inputs this year. <clears throat> You've got 
you know, good yields, very high prices, and, and don't be greedy. Take what the market's giving you right now, as if that has anything to do with the value of a commodity, right? And it doesn't. And so I've talked about this with a number of you, um, but remember, my job is to avoid any emotion in the market as best I can. Uh, it's not possible to be 100% unemotional, but uh, we have to view... Um, we have to look at the data and be as objective as we can. And my job is to find what the fair value for the commodity is. And that is watching all these variables, the fundamentals, the technicals, the macro environment. And then my job is to tell you what I think fair value is. Okay. And adding this whole picture up with a highly inflationary global backdrop, record high inputs, robust demand, South American crop losses starting to build, uh, a massive shortage, uh, short position by the mills in the cotton market. I think fair value for corn is around six fifty a bushel, old crop, and I think it's around six dollars for new crop. Okay, and that is uh, what the data is telling me. For beans, it's fourteen fifty for old crop, fourteen dollars for new crop. For cotton. Uh, I believe ultimately we're going to trade between a dollar twenty and a dollar thirty. That's what the price is going to take to squeeze out these mill shorts and get them out of the market. That should take new crop close to ninety-five cents. Wheat is ultimately going to test nine dollars. Okay, these are uh, my initial targets. This, these are not areas where I want to blow my brains out and sell everything, because we still have these variables that we don't have a handle on as to how they will progress. Number one are our input prices, right? We're, we're sitting here in December with nothing bought necessarily. The market as a whole doesn't have a lot bought on inputs. It's not to say that fertilizer and, and, and chemical prices can't go a lot higher. They can. Fuel prices could go a lot higher. South American crop losses could be much higher. And of course, then we have U.S. weather. So understand that those variables, as they progress, could take prices even higher. Okay, If any one of those three or four variables comes into play, fertilizer prices, supply chain breakdowns, South American crop losses, fuel prices, you're talking about $7 corn. You're talking about $15, $16 beans. You're talking about $10 wheat. You're talking about a dollar cotton. Okay. Those are possible targets if these variables get worse and not better, okay? And the key then is once production becomes so unstable and unknown, you then have to look at the other side of the balance sheet, and you have to get prices high enough to ration demand, okay? And that's very difficult. It gets hard to do when you're in an inflationary environment. Okay, it gets more complicated. And again, all we have to do is look at the cotton market where nobody, nobody suspected we would ever see a dollar fifteen, dollar twenty cotton. <clears throat> okay, and it just took a, a supply side hiccup and a supply chain breakdown, and in the blink of an eye, we're there and we have not backed down. And so we have to remind ourselves that the last time fertilizer prices were this high, corn was a lot closer to seven dollars not $5.40, okay? It's just that we haven't digested the scale 
of these input prices and won't start that process really until February, March. And so if these problems get worse and we have to find the prices at which demand gets rationed, that's where the real volatility comes in and that's when we start getting more aggressive on our marketing, okay? Because then we will start the demand rationing process and once you do that, that's a long-term problem. We will then not only market the rest of this year's crop, be pretty aggressive on next year's, but probably start looking into 2023. If I get the sense that demand is getting over-rationed, we will get very aggressive on 2023, but not until then, okay? So we're going to stay patient. All right, my friends, have a wonderful day. Again, these are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Thank you.